0: Roster Watch Nation. Prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host,
1: rosterwatch.com, editor in chief, Alex Dunlap.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Nation, welcome back to the epic roster watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com my name is alex dunlap here as always with byron lambert it is episode 27 of the podcast and our first podcast of the week again our apologies we have a ton of stuff going on behind the scenes at roster watch we have the fsta uh, 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 conference coming up in new york city here in the next what two weeks we have uh, stuff going on with Sirius XM getting back on the air uh, with Sirius, stuff being shipped for a new studio for Roster, watching all of Roster Watch Nation that will be in my hopefully new home as Byron and I, the other thing that's going on. Byron and I both moving. Uh, doing a lot of stuff with our homes getting them ready for sale getting them under contract moving forward with all that so we're sorry to only get one podcast out again this week we will do our best to get two out next week and get back on that schedule uh moving forward a quick bit a quick bit of housekeeping just to start as always please go to rosterwatch.com get a pro membership give the podcast five stars give it a good review in itunes or in stitcher we have a ton to get to byron how do we start Fuck, man. Good to see you. Yeah, man. How
1: you guys doing over there?
0: Not good. <laughs> it's just impossible. Well, we
1: always tell Roster Watch Nation that we know that people like the story of things. Yeah. And so since you and I are both deep in the throes of these insane housing projects, and we're, we're ha- both about a- to come out the fire on the other side, let's explain what in the hell's actually been going on. And let's here.
0: explain why this sounds different. We're sitting, at a, we're sitting at the cafe of our local grocery store having to do this because there are people in my house right now trying to swindle me for a little bit of cast iron pipes under my foundation that have not been switched to PVC. I know I'm going to get the call from the seller's agent soon that they're going to want me to swindle me for some kind of thousands of dollars off the price of my home because of this stupid hydrostatic plumbing test that they're doing. Regardless, if you hear stuff in the background, people clanging around cups or bringing orders or grocery carts going by. That's what you're hearing, but yeah. Bar well, don't tell me it. you
1: weren't prepared for the inspection plumbing swindle.
0: No, no, you've been preparing me that. For, for, you've been preparing me for that for years. Well, let's explain
1: what that is. Is the neighborhood that Alex and I live in? So we live in Central Austin, about three exits off of I-35 from the uh, UT campus and the downtown area. And so it's a real hopping part of town. For instance, we're at this HEB right here where they have, it's not really just a cafe, it's a bar. So you can come here and (laughs) drink beer before, after, and during uh, your grocery shopping. And speaking of the mythological and ever-elusive lunch beer, is this a time we should consider having one during the podcast? You know I don't do lunch beers. That's cockamamie.
0: It's not cockamamie. I just I have a rule, man. No alcohol before like you know seven at night. I dude. I drink alcohol. It's too hot. But then it's then it's just a crazy concoction after seven o'clock. It's too hot.
1: What too am I hot I to do? drink
0: cold beer. Yes. and What am I gonna do? I'm gonna drink. Is a that beer. an oxymoron? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna drink a beer here in the here in the here in the cafe, I'm gonna walk outside, it's gonna be, a wave of heat is gonna hit me like I couldn't believe. I'm gonna feel tired, I'm gonna feel groggy, the rest of my day is going to be wasted. It's like, when I start drinking beer, I want it to be like, from there, it's all downhill. That's the way I see it.
1: speaking of the mythological lunch beer, we'll get back to the housing situation in a second. Did I tell you that I met a stripper yesterday from Texas <laughs> City, Texas, who actually grew up with and is friends with Deontay, Deontay Foreman. Foreman. I'll bet. She dated his brother Armani in high
0: school. Well, th- let me tell you, he was doing pretty well for himself. I'll bet you he was, man. Those were two very popular kids back there in Texas City. Yeah. Well,
1: I thought you were going to ask me how I met this stripper. How did you meet her? Hey, you know me. I'm like you. I really don't <laughs> I really don't care much for uh, the strip clubs at people all. People are going to watch Nation's going to wonder what the hell we're clubs. doing.
0: I hate lunch beers and I hate strip clubs. I do too. They're going to
1: think that there's something, we're <laughs> a bunch of wusses. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, know, you know, I was happened to be going, uh, I was over on Airport Boulevard yesterday, and I just happened to be driving by, and I'd remembered that people had told me lately that Sugar's Perfect 10 had had a, re- a renaissance over there by highland mall Oh, i I, I drove
0: by there and so
1: i just said you know what if there's been a rebirth of this place i haven't had a mythological lunch beer in ages (laughs) this is a good time to pull in and stop uh so anyways no alex and i we bought houses he bought a house back in 2008 in this particular neighborhood in central austin thankfully he did because it kind of keyed me into the area i of course came around and bought mine in 2009. And listen, Rosterwatch Nation, we have been zigging since they zag for yep. 10 years now, since we made that move. That's when the economy was in the shitter. The housing market had fallen out. Things had plummeted to the rock-bottom This, this neighborhood was trash of values. And look, what do we know, Watch Nation? We make our money when we buy in life. Look, you're not always going to buy cheap, but you got to buy right. And that's an important lesson. It's something that we exercise in all of our fantasy exploits. Right here with you guys. This applies in all parts of our lives. So nonetheless, the market has exploded, hit a crescendo, and is bubbling in downtown Austin. So Alex and I have both decided to get the hell out of this neighborhood (laughs) Yeah, and quit while we're ahead. So he's been in the middle of with a pregnant wife and some constraints on... The timing,
0: yes. Look, we've got
1: to get all this done before the season with you guys. Oh God, I'm dude. in the I'm at the end of a nine month project. We'll get to that in a second. But Alex, anyways, nonetheless, has been trying to sell his house in basically the day he puts it on the market, so in turn he can turn around and get another house under
0: contract that he can get moved into. All within like a, a, a month, yeah, forty-five day period or so. We need to get the, we need to get the new roster watch world headquarters set up at the new house for all the new serious gear that's coming. And in. like
1: I told Alex, when it comes to these things, there's always time for one last disaster.
0: One, there's always a disaster, and so for me, it's just the deal with inspection after inspection. I know these idiots are going to try and swindle me for something. I had my initial bit of financing yesterday fall through because my income as a self-employed guy that does fantasy football obviously is a little bit hard to explain to people. I'm having to go to get a new lender right now. I already am, I already have a new home under contract that I've, I'm out of the option for this deal in like five more days. And so I'm needing to get everything done with the financing. I'm having to put in a new roof and in getting a new roof you have to get money from your insurance company and when you do that they you guys who've ever gotten money for hail damage or wind damage or anything on top of your roof know that the insurance company will only write a check to you as the homeowner and also writ on that check they will put the lien holder's name which oh, is of course your you got go mortgage get the mortgage by the bank so you got to go to your mortgage company so many moving my parts mortgage company is out in santa rosa california i'm having to run back and forth and send them this check get it sent back to me these guys are dicking around acting like it takes all day long i i mean it is just it, if it's not one thing it's another and not only that i'm having to meet up with my boss who won't give me a 10 he hasn't given me a 1099 yet I'm having to get that to my new lender. I'm having to have Byron run around and get me W-2s and K-1s. I'm one well, of your I'm better bosses watch. about all that stuff. I'm well, not even your boss. I, you're not my boss, <laughs> for one. <laughs> for two. But you definitely are one of my better. I'm a better uh, accounting managing, department. Yes, like managing partner. Uh, Human resources. Yes, 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 yes. I'm available
1: for you guys. Yes. Everybody
0: but the trash man. Yes. The trash man will never. Well, be available and
1: so for I'm him. on the. I am just now. I'm on the end of a nine month mega remodel because I had been slumming it around as a bachelor in a house that needed a lot of work in this neighborhood. Alex had a house he could just go sell as is. Of course, I'm hoping for the big mega monster on the sale from all of these efforts, and it's been a tremendous learning experience along the way. I look forward to continuing to be involved in real estate projects, but I am just now. So this started for me, guys, during the season back in November. I have been homeless. Since November, I've been fortunate to have good friends who've taken me in like a trash man and let me live for free (laughs) while I have repaired my foundation, replaced the plumbing under my house, remodeled bathrooms, repainted the whole inside, outside, new
0: trim, new New floors. Taking out walls. Brand new windows. Turning turning a closet. New walls. New driveways. Turning like a... An old, like, man cave that you could just tell was an old garage and making it look like it's part of the house.
1: Oh my gosh, the project has been endless! And I am wrapping that up the remodel up, the construction in the next few days. And I'm actually entering the portion of this thing that Alex just is in the throes of right now, which is going through the process of securing your representation, your realtor, getting this thing on the market, figuring out your pricing, figuring out how quickly you need to get out of, out of this thing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, Alex and I. He's been asking me. He's been asking me some very curious questions about my particular strategy for choosing a real estate agent.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just what, like, what is your deal with that? What is your because you're saying Byron had told me that it, just just to get a little context. He was telling me, "Well, whatever you do, don't sign that listing agreement with your real estate agent." It's like what the, it's like what the, what the hell are you talking about? Don't sign the listing agreement. I mean, they, like they're doing their job. They, you sign the agreement for them to list your house. Like thankfully, I had a great listing agent. In my house sold for above list in two days, or it's under contract for above list. Uh, well, Tammy's after, an a, excellent realtor, days. and I'm just like I'm going to sign the listing agreement because she's taking the time to put it up on MLS. She's front, she's. She's paid for all these photos to be taken. She fronted me money for the staging of the house. I mean, I just figured like, and that's the thing: realtors cost three percent of the of the house price. And it's just, I'm looking across. Byron is just shaking his head, saying, "No, what is your cock make me take on realtors?"
1: Well, that that brings up another point about the cost of a realtor. We'll get to that in a second.
0: Uh, <laughs> roster watch nation's wondering when the fantasy talks here's. Start. It's
1: about to start. Here's the thing, though, is that look. Rosterwatch Nation loves to operate from a position of strength, as do I. And we certainly don't like to be buried under unnecessary obligations, burdens and legal obligations. Meaning contracts when necessary. Look, we are the ones in position of strength. We have the asset that is high demand right now. We are the homeowners. It's the realtors who want to get paid. They barely have to lift a damn finger to sell these houses. These things sell themselves. And listen, I'm a I'm a marketing and sales guy. I rarely believe the product sells itself in this market in this housing market. These products very much sell themselves. And look, this is a capitalistic society where we like competition. So if there's if there's not, not a if there's a realtor that's not willing to do what Without an agreement and a contract where I've got to be under something where they can represent me for the next year and stipulates all their commission, I guarantee you there is somebody who will do it without one of those.
0: But so, so what is it about the contract? That do you do you not want to pay the three percent?
1: I want to have the leeway to not pay the three percent because there's a there's a there's a situation where I may have to ask the realtors to take a haircut, and I'm actually thinking about how I'm going to address that up front right now with some plots, ploys, and maniacal strategies. Uh, but he, the other thing is, I believe, what is it? Isn't it a one year listing agreement?
0: It's a no, one. I, no, mine isn't. Mine is, I, I remember it being longer it's than a I long thought, listing but I th- agreement. It, goes, it goes through like October. There is no
1: reason I need to pigeonhole myself into doing business with one realtor if they can't get the house sold in a proper amount of time. That's true. I want. I, we like options, we like having our options open. So, of course, I have reached out. To your realtor, Tammy Young, who I like very, very much. I've She's worked great. With, I've worked with her in the past. She came and looked at my house a couple of years ago. I really, really like her. I've been sucked into potentially working with another gentleman who, who I'm very happy with. I think he's talented. But here's the thing, man. So I was, I, you just, there's realtors who will work for less. They just will, especially if they don't have to be involved in this process from beginning to end. And, I think
0: the ones who work for less, you can't trust them because they're undercutting their own kind.
1: You, where you got to be careful is not shortchanging the buyer's representation. They don't want to come bring their buyers to listings where they're not going to get the full three percent. But dude, on a house that's ready to go, where all you got to do is put on on the MLS and lift a finger, one or two percent on a. On these houses is four, five, ten grand. Before you know it, these these guys gonna get fifteen grand for not doing a damn thing. That's hard (laughs) to stomach. And there are a lot of realtors who work for less. So I actually reached out to Tammy and I I I sent her just an email, very nice email, very business like email. And I and I just asked her, Tammy, would you? I asked her, would you uh, list the property for one and a half percent? And what'd she say? And she replied to me and she said that she would work for discounts. She personally cannot work for that much of a discount, but she would be willing to talk. However, she, oh, that hurts because I could have got that. So then I emailed her back and I said, "Oh, I'll think about it. I'll talk to you in a few days." See, I get an email immediately back that says, "Or I can have one of the agents that works for my company who uses all the same tools that she does. It's essentially very her. good. She doesn't hire dopes. Oh or no! Or I can have one of them do it for you for one and a half percent. Geez. So now I've got leverage in my back pocket. Is it,
0: is it, is it Carol? Cam? Did
1: I haven't? Did she tell yeah, who? I haven't. I'm letting her hang. I'm letting her marinate for a second. Now, I got to decide what the strategy is with my current uh, guy that I've been talking with. Tell him We're going to have to have a discussion yeah. about reduced commission with him. He's going to have the screws put to him, <laughs> Roster Watch Nation. You can't just throw 5000 or $7,500 away. It's too much money. No, apparently. All right, ladies uh, and
0: gentlemen. Apparently, apparently that's what I did. Let's get to the fantasy podcast <laughs> it, it, it now. This Roster Watch uh, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. Go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership, support us, help us to hire movers and to put down earnest money and do all this crap that we're needing to do here as we are transitioning to a uh, uh, bigger and better, um, I guess bigger and better kind of, uh, you know, world headquarters for all the Roster Watch Nation as we get the new studios in for our serious stuff. Whenever we get that stuff in and that equipment in, it was a huge investment for us, and it's going to be able to... Uh, help us in making better quality podcasts. It's going to be able to, of course, make us more available on the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio airwaves where we don't have to rely on the, st- the um, since-defunct Willie Nelson studio here in Austin, Texas. Most importantly, what I'm most excited about is going to give us the opportunity to bring you guys like video streaming and like YouTube content. Uh, so... Those are all things we're going to be working through and and getting done here in the next month as we get through FSTA, get into the heart of redraft season. It's an exciting time for Rosterwatch. We need your support, though. Uh, Go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. It costs less than a cheap cup of coffee. I've got an
1: updated version of the Dynasty Rookie Cheat Sheet coming to all of you guys here in the next few days. Um, I love the sounds of that. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be up uh, for our Dynasty Rookie Drafts that are uh, continuing to begin here in earnest. Uh, also, the stellar reviews poured in over the last week. Uh, we at, at iTunes for the Roster Watch podcast. We got a few credits that we still have to go set up from uh, last week's uh, review of the of the month. Um, it's thanks for your patience during this holiday uh, week, coming off Memorial Day in this hectic time for Alex and I. But I'll definitely take time. Uh, to make sure you guys get your credits uh, over the weekend. And for those of you listening today, come get your free month of Roster Watch by Pro by leaving a stellar five-star review with tons of compliments about us
0: <laughs> uh, in iTunes. Byron is maniacal late at night, scrolling down to see if there's a new one popping up.
1: All right, we got a lot to unpack today. Um, this is what happens when we only get down to one of these a week. Is there any chance we go back-to-back and get another one in on a Saturday or Sunday episode? There's always a chance. There's always a chance. Kirk Cousins is getting sick on Terrell Pryor in the most presidential of ways. How do we reconcile this with Jamison Crowder? How do we reconcile this with Josh Doxson running with the second team behind Ryan Grant
0: at OTAs? Oh, Jesus. Josh Doxson running behind Ryan Grant? But I suppose you could say it's, it
1: feels like a body blow, but I could, back s- I could suppose it's because he's coming off the injury, hadn't been integrated in the offense. I mean, listen, look, Alex and I will we'll admit that we're guilty sometimes of getting a little too sick on the freaky, beastly athletic types, the Brashad Perrimans, the Kevin Whites, sometimes the Cordero Pattersons. But listen, Josh Doxson, he's not one of those guys. He has polish. That guy's a receiver. I still believe he's going to come through. But look, here's the bottom line. You know, the trash man, when the rubber hits the road, the trash man is going to be urging us to have a fair amount of ownership of Terrell Pryor. He just is. All and right. with Kirk Cousins coming out and saying that he's never had a meeting with a wide receiver like he had with Terrell Pryor, and what he's talking about is talking quarterback to quarterback in that meeting. I okay. mean, that's, that that starts to get you feeling real, real nasty.
0: At this point, do you like Terrell Pryor? I, and, yeah, I love Terrell Pryor. Like I said, dude, last year for the Browns, he looked like, like just standing there at the X wide receiver position, just standing there, he looks like Megatron. I, he, he looks like him. Physically, I'd still say I think Josh Doxon like. is a better –
1: receiving prospect but i think terrell Pryor is a better nfl player at this
0: point we are talking such a vast difference in adp yeah much different nfl player. like we're talking um and look the mfl 10 cheat sheets about to be go the way of the dodo bird i think as soon as fsta is over we're going to have the redraft cheat sheets for for standard and ppr up and mfl 10 users will just be able to use those uh but yeah let's talk adps which
1: redskins receiver do we want to own is crowder now all of a sudden a better value
0: well, you have Terrell Pryor, whose ADP is 39. Let me ask you right now. Oh, it's high. It's already a little high. Do you like him more than Michael Crabtree?
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's like, very close. Do you like it more than Jarvis? Yeah. Do you like it more than. Uh, do you like it more than Isaiah Crowell?
1: Another player we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Um, no, I do not like him better than Isaiah Crowell.
0: I think there's a ceiling I know you don't like him on Pryor. Beast mode.
1: No, Beast mode, inheriting Charles Woodson's number 24 jersey for Raider Nation.
0: Okay, so I think the Terrell Pryor is going to have to get moved up a little bit in version 3.1 of the MFL 10 cheat sheet. Uh, just due to this, if he, if Kirk Cousins is getting presidential about the way he feels about somebody, we always listen to a golden son of Roster Watch Nation. Lord knows, Kirk Cousins sort, certainly is. So we move to Jamison Crowder. Let's just try and try and reconcile his ADP of 59. So you're looking at a late late fifth.
1: So basically a third, late third for Pryor and a late fifth for Crowder.
0: Late fifth, is that right? What would you say 59? 59? Yeah, that'd late be the fifth. end of the fifth. Um, and then for Josh Doxand, well, let's, let me just ask you this. Do you, like, do you like Jameson Crowder better than old man Larry Fitzgerald? No. Do you like him better than Emmanuel Sanders? I'm going to say No in a vacuum do you like him better than CJ Anderson PPR pro- probably not probably not It's close so he's i think he's dialed in on the on the MFL ten sheet sheet available to pro users at rosterwatch.com Josh Doxson, ADP and I should mention these aren't these are last month ADPs on my fantasy league so this is just for the month of May um Josh Doxson, ADP of 121. Last time we spoke, you liked Josh Doxson better than Kevin White. Do you still feel that way? Kevin White's ADP is 20 spots higher.
1: I can't say I feel that way at the moment. Brashad Perriman? I like Brashad Perriman the most of that group I think that
0: Brashad Perriman is somebody who we need to discuss just in his own right because I feel like maybe Brashad Perriman doesn't belong in this Josh Doxson-Kevin White territory anymore even though that's where his ADP is I might like Rashad Perriman Uh, do you like him more than Mike Williams
1: in San Diego
0: yeah or no
1: LA oh LA (laughs) uh yeah I think you've got to like him a little more than Mike Williams
0: do you like him more than Rashad Matthews
1: I like the upside more I get personally much sicker about Rashad
0: Perriman you certainly like him better than Adam Thielen
1: That's a trash man, hero to zero. I still want to get to that at some point. Uh, Yeah, probably not. I think you got to like Adam Thielen more than Perriman.
0: You like him better than Tyrell Williams? Yes. In a vacuum, do you like LeGarrett Blunt or Brashad Perriman? Oh, that's not even close. Who? Blunt. Do you like LeGarrett Blunt more than Kenneth Dixon?
1: (laughs) Yeah, all day, baby. I love Legarrette. I, mean, LeGarrette here, I know this is PPR, AD, but in standard, Legarrette, I'm love LeGarrette ADP
0: more. is just so low. We have him so high on the cheat sheet, and it's like just due to the structure of it. You know how the structure works, but it's a it's a mystical, mythical sheet, and I I, I hate where we have him just because of the way it looks. But ADPs dictate. You can get other guys and get and get Legarrette blown a little bit later. His ADP right now is 128 this month. People hate him in MFL tens because people who play MFL tens. Uh, you know, uh, clearly they're PPR guys, but they're also Dynasty League guys, and they're also, like, a little bit more sophisticated fantasy players who tend to send more sophisticated fantasy players always sort of defer to two things. One, youth. Two, PPR, um, you know, PPR prowess. Veracity, prowess, whatever, yeah. Like, being being good at PPR. and And there are inherent biases around... Kind of the dire or the kind of the um, the real diehard fantasy players that that lend towards those two things, so you can always get you know the Alfred Morrises you know the guys like that you know in previous years this year like say like a Rob Kelly who's not going to catch any footballs those guys you can always get for a real big discount. we're seeing that in LeGarrette Blount Blunt in a real major way that adp all the way at 128. Excuse me.
1: Well, here's my other question. So, going back to the Redskins receivers, so I feel like they're all their ADP, all of them is a little bit higher than I may have expected. And I get in a, a PPR, they're pushed up. My last question is, where's Jordan Reed? I mean, he's you got to consider him as a receiver. I mean, really, this is shaping up as like I like Kirk Cousins more than I like any of these specific receivers.
0: His ADP is 42. I mean, his ADP is one. Oh, do you like him better than Golden Tate? I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right now, I like Kirk Cousins. Le- I like him more than I like any of these receivers to own. I do, too. At their current ADP.
0: Oh Well, do you like Kirk Cousins more than you like um, Big Ben?
1: Oh, that one's close. Yeah, it's, it's That it's one's close. really, really close. I and mean, it- I think that Kirk Cousins may have more upside than Big Ben maybe Le'Veon bell gives big ben a lot of upside just because of the passing game there it's
0: not only him either all right let's get to a couple things coming home to roost
1: uh kenneth galladay and isaiah crowell already (laughs) roosting for roster watch nation i
0: was so i was on tilt so bad man kenny gall my kenny galladay pick and at pick uh 18 of my mfl 10s in every single draft i waited till uh i waited till pick 18 as usual just search for Kenny Galladay, sniped. ADP's moving up.
1: Look, we've it been is. out ahead of this thing for a month now. Right. I mean, we've, we've, we've tried to give everybody here a chance to get him on the roster. Basically, the reports are, look, we told you they don't have a receiver like this on the roster, and the reports are that he's, he's, he's been putting on a show. Uh, was, he's a physical specimen at uh, OTAs and rookie minicamps.
0: He was graded super highly on all, on all of our performance metrics. From the and and on our proprietary grades from the scouting combine, are you logged in? I'm trying to
1: log in right now. This internet's slow. Can we check the dynasty rookie cheat sheet and see if there's anybody we should get Kenny Galladay over at this point?
0: Yeah, so let me go to rosterwatch.com. I'll go to our. I just have it pulled up in. Uh, I just have it pulled up in the excel in the actual Excel. I'm not on the site. Let me go to the Pro Tools section and go to downloads, rookie draft cheat sheet. V1.2. Okay, so Kenny Galladay. Man, how how do we have this guy? Oh God, we have him, huh? I don't think you can get it. No, you, well, is there any consideration about over Cooper? We Cup? already have him over. Like, we have Kenny Galladay square in the middle of a dynasty cheat sheet. Where is he? Where he would be in no other. He's not going to be on anybody's mind in your draft when you get him here at this point. I don't think we need to move him up at all. So not
1: only have we been ahead, even with the recent rise in ADP, we're already well still still ahead. ahead. Yes. No surprise. Uh, somebody to keep an eye on there as a rookie, of course. Isaiah Crowell coming home to roost with a lot of talk coming out of Cleveland about him getting a lot of action and also being uh, angling for a contract. What that may do uh, to his fantasy exploits this year. I mean, the more we're coming around on this, the more this thing's really setting up for a huge opportunity for Crowell. Yeah, and this and is a
0: player we've liked more than most in the industry for. A long time. The, the, since he came into His the production's been spotty and it's been up and down, but it's been due to just a, uh, it's been due to game script going absolutely horribly for the, for the Cleveland Browns, you know, just getting behind and having to throw the football and not really, But you know, you, you saw towards the end of the year they started targeting him. I believe they started targeting him more often. You also saw that he has capacity for monster multi-touchdown games. You know, I think if he's going to be a guy that's going to get fed the ball more often, get a higher touch distribution in that offense. I, I, I love Crowell. Crowell
1: says he's in line for a monster. Hugh Jackson says, and look, Alex and I know this, because we've been watching the Hugh Jackson running game ever since the Darren McFadden days. Uh, but he says, go look at the film. I'm a guy, I'm a coach who's committed to running the ball, and we're going to run the ball more this year. And look, we told you, Duke Johnson sucks. I told you that personally for a long, long time. I didn't touch that guy with a 10-foot pole in Dynasty. He's got a role he can play, but he's going to turn, he's going the way of Chris Thompson in Washington. Is what we're getting out of Duke Johnson. Do you
0: have any interest in Chris Thompson in Washington?
1: In PPR, that could be a sneaky one late because I think Gruden is committed to him in that role. Where and and, and uh, you know, which that, you know that brings up another thing. So out in L.A., you know, Sean McVay came out with the tepid endorsement of Goff the other day, which is obviously raised some issues. Uh, but then the other thing they're talking about is spelling Todd Gurley on third down with Lance Dunbar. I hate that. Well, I, I hate that. I hate it. I hate it, but here's the, here's the thing, a couple things. First of all, Todd Gurley's an excellent receiver, pass-catching, running back, okay? And so that seems cockamamie. So you hope that it comes around to the Jason Garrett uh, way of uh, doing business where eventually you realize that that guy's too sick to take him off the field. It's the Zeke Elliott. It's the Michael Jordan. But So that's what makes me think, though. is that Sean McVay going to be sticking to what he does like he did in Washington? Or is it in Washington, they didn't have a player like Todd Gurley. So you you had to put Chris Thompson in on third down. I don't think they have to put Lance Dunbar in. I mean, something to monitor. We need to get out. I'm going to have to get out to Rams camp.
0: Yeah. Have to. Lance Dunbar, man, I don't want him. I don't want to have to have to have this. He's going to be a trash radar. man. This
1: means he's going to be a trash man. we're going to be hearing. I already have a list of guys we're going to be hearing about from the trash man this year. We're going to be hearing about Terrell Pryor, Mike Gillisley, Adam Pierre Thielen. Garcon, Adam Thielen, probably Jack Doyle, which I don't totally hate. Uh, we'll get he, to some he's of th- finally
0: coming around on Brashad Perriman, I noticed, in his most recent article at RosterWatch.com. He's
1: getting a little love, too, for Taewon Taylor right now, who we kind of all had to bicker with him about in our Dynasty rookie uh, draft in the Experts League on XM a few weeks ago where we were starting to think maybe it could be time to go for a Ryan Switzer there, but he stuck to his gun, and the reports are Taewon Taylor is looking excellent and uh, making big plays all over the place at Titans uh, OTAs. He's fast. Uh, look, he... he we noticed the same thing at the Senior Bowl in that kind of organized setting. We didn't
0: just notice it. We timed it. We measured it. We measured his exact max velocity and his total explosive movements. Yeah, and he's, al- he's very fast and he's very explosive. And only roster watch can tell you that definitively with absolute scientific proof because we're maniacs.
1: Yeah, and after much uh, negotiation, he ended up getting slot- slotted as the third. Wide receiver on our 2017 All Senior Bowl team, the sixth year of doing so, coming home to roost. Miles Jack setting up for an IDP monster in Jacksonville, owned by Roster Watch Nation in the SiriusXM Experts uh, IDP League.
0: The most maniacal. Stole him, and um, I remember we got him. He was just for it was like that was a thing like. You know, uh, out of sight, out of mind. He's been, been a little Plummeted bit hurt. Plummeted last People year in
1: Stole him along with our middle linebacker out of Atlanta that I'm blanking on right now. Oh, no, it's D... My- uh, we loved him at the Senior Bowl. Deion Jones. Oh, yeah, Deion Jones. Stole those two guys last year. Anyways, it looks like Miles Jack is setting up for a three-down full-time role as a linebacker. No more hybrid garbage for him uh, this year. So that's looking like a They're monster. They're talking about
0: him being an 85% snap participant. He was only like, I mean... 85% snap participant, that's an absolute monster. Roster watch, scouting also coming home to roost. We told you
1: last year that Cody Whitehair was the sick guard from the Senior Bowl, and he should be a first-round pick, and that the 49ers were donks for taking Josh Garnett ahead of Huge. him. Huge. And the Bears, they look like the cat that ate the canary now. They stole Cody Whitehair, and he they think he's slotted in as a pro bowler. Uh, for the foreseeable future. It's a lot about same thing that we uh, think about Dan Feeney in Los Angeles this year. Anyways, Josh Garnett grading out as a bottom three offensive guard last year by PFF in the league. And just reports have coming out that they're basically praying that Garnett uh, can, can turn find around. a way to find some spot on the line where he can contribute uh, this year. Let's see what else I got. The for
0: Bears, you. man, they've had good luck with those Senior Bowl guards that Roster Watch loves.
1: Kyle Long, boy, he's got a nasty ankle injury. He's got to get back from.
0: They've, I will say this though, if they had to do it all over again, they would draft Kyle Long right where they did. Yeah. Well, hey, he's
1: an excellent player.
0: Corey Coleman, lame in OTAs with a
1: hammy. Are, do we? Are there any concerns that Corey Coleman is an injury-prone player?
0: Well, sometimes when you're that explosive and that sick and you got that kind of Odell Beckham flash kind of entertainer to you, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be prone to soft tissue injuries, most especially like I think, yeah. Groin hamstring. What did he have last year? Corey Coleman. An Uh, ankle. I don't know what it was. Well I'll have to go back and look. It was a
1: nagging injury.
0: Yeah, I can look it up. Corey Coleman injury from last year. But it just kind of reminds me of uh, Sammy Watkins and just all these guys. Like, yeah. all those muscles, when, uh, when you're that explosive and your muscles are that, you know, twitchy. taut and twitchy, you're going you're gonna to get soft tissue injuries. It's like Jane Orville, the old wide receiver coach at Texas, current University of Nevada head coach, and the guy that considers Marvin Harrison his biggest protege. Uh, he says that these wide receivers, like, they have to be at 100% health they have to be at 100% health because they are um like he calls them like they're like ferraris like finely tuned like high performance sports cars he's like you got to take it easy on them in practice you know you got one to one little them. thing
1: is off it screws the whole thing up
0: it looks like he it looks like uh Corey Coleman last year was soft, soft tissue um, hamstring uh yeah hamstring last year so Looks like he's dealing. It looks like I just looked on, I searched his name right now and it pulled up an article on Roto World saying that he's dealing with two issues right now. I don't know what the other one is. One is apparently a hamstring, though. I mean, it's a little worrisome to me. Hopefully, his ADP will fall a little bit. He's not going to practice at minicamp. I don't know. I don't know. It's, It's a bunch of minor stuff starting to kind of add up. Time to circle back on Kenny Britt a little more? I mean, if you look at the MFL 10 cheat sheet, Kenny Britt is a guy who, I mean, I have, we have people taking probably 20 spots ahead of ADP already. Now, how do you feel about Corey Coleman with this news? Do you like Willie Sneed better? No, I'm not ready for that yet. Do you like Corey Davis better? Not ready for that yet. What about D-Jacks?
1: I love D-Jacks. Yes, I like Deshaun Jackson better.
0: What about Brandon Marshall?
1: Definitely. That's not even close. Okay. I think Marshall could be a touchdown machine this year in New York. Coming home to roost. Look, we told you last year that the media, the sports media, are were donks when we were at Alabama Pro Day, and we said Derrick Henry is a pass-catching aficionado. He's a freak in the pass game. What are you idiots talking about? Coming home to roost, Alan Hearns at Jacksonville's organized team activities saying that he is extremely surprised at how good Leonard Fournette is at catching the football in the (laughs) passing game. We were at LSU Pro Day this year. Like we're at Alabama, we told you the same thing when we were there. We told you that before that, just from having scouted Fournette on film the last uh, couple years. The guy is, we've told you, is a lot of David Johnson. There's a lot of Le'Veon Bell. It's not just an Adrian Peterson. It's kind of some mixture of those three. If you've listened to the radio show, I've been telling you guys for two years that Leonard Fournette was a super, mega supercharged version of David Johnson. I've always said that.
0: Yeah. No, of course, of course, we're talking about the radio show on SiriusXM. Stay tuned to our Twitter, uh, our our Twitter at, at Rosterwatch to uh, stay up to date about when we're going to be getting back on the air there from the new Roster Watch World Headquarters and Studio. It's being calibrated and shipped and. Should be here soon enough. What is it, potentially beautiful Lakeway, Texas? Beautiful Lakeway,
1: Texas. Uh, more coming home to roost. Now, the reports have been that this is a, a beat writer, or an, um, an observer that not everybody agrees has the uh, strongest acumen when it comes to these things. But reports coming out of San Francisco, uh, coming home to roost. That Who's the reporter? I'll have to look it up. Carlos <laughs> Carlos Hyde. Looks like the worst running back on the roster in OTAs. Slow, indecisive, bad vision, not reading the scheme. Look, we do know he's still recovering from, what was it, an ankle or something where he was still saying he wasn't full speed. So maybe that's contributing to some half-speed stuff here. But, you know, things starting to add up a little bit, and it's hard to keep sweeping it under the rug.
0: Hey, we I mean, we were on Carlos Hyde early before we knew any of this stuff. I've been completely hands-off, basically, since just after the combine on this MFL 10 cheat sheet. Basically, nobody's on him. At this point, I'm going, I'm going to be getting him down, even though ADP doesn't even dictate I need to do it. I'll be getting him down even farther on the next update. I'm going to be getting him down below Mark Ingram and Tevin Coleman and Dalvin Cook. I think he belongs at the bottom of that category. Maybe even below... Maybe even below Samaj P. Ryan, who has, who's, who's being, whose average draft position is 60 spots later. Well, if he plummets that far, then he certainly
1: could represent some nice upside value, and be time for that discussion at that point. Is the idiot mainstream media going to lie to fantasy owners
0: about Kenyon Drake being a good handcuff for Jay Ajay? Well, if they do, then I hope everybody just takes him. Kenyon Drake is the absolute worst handcuff imaginable for Jay Ajay. For one, he's a shitty player. For two, he's, I mean. Can't pass protect. He, yeah, he can't be a three-down player because he can't pass protect, which is kind of weird because he only really projects to be a third-down back in the NFL due to his, his size and just his general, you know, the general way that he plays. If if, Jay, if, if, if Jay Ajay gets hurt, which is very, which is very likely, you know, knowing knowing the status of his knees and the fact we've never seen him go through a full season with the workload that they're anticipating for him this year, is not going to be Kenyon Drake. You look at the roster, you think it's pro. What is it going to be a Damian, Damian Williams? That's what Trash Man would tell you. Yeah, it's going to be a Damian Williams. It's going to be one of these
1: other guys, but that's what's going to happen.
0: I think here's the thing, and Drake also is not a guy. Who did they? Who did they draft? We've had this conversation on this podcast. This Elijah like a, is not an Elijah McGuire.
1: I think that was. I'll have to look that up.
0: Let's see. Uh, our lads. Let's look at the. Um, oh, Davion Smith. Oh, well, we like Davion I'd, Smith. I'd like so that. So that's
1: the sleeper. That's the sleeper right, right there. Davion Smith is a, a full time player, and he's stout. He's way more like a Jay Nonetheless, the other thing about but, Drake, do you
0: think that there's still any meat on the bone left with Storm Johnson? None. I don't either.
1: No, he's just not an NFL-caliber athlete. Um, Damian Williams and Davion Smith. So this is going to be a swindle if the media leads you to believe that Drake is some kind of good handcuff. Here's the thing. Don't listen. He also is not the type of player that can carry the load for any duration of time. He's always destined for nagging injuries. So where we're going to like Drake, maybe, 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 is if you can – get him for like one game as a replacement he's on your waiver wire or something like that at some point and, and and the reason this comes up is because adam gaze has come out and he's been asked if he's planning on getting Kenyon drake more involved in the offense as a complimentary back like these Tom, chris right. thompson's in the world and he said hell no i'm exercising the jason garrett zeke elliott michael jordan rule it's jay Ajay, as much a Ajay as we can handle and drake is a backup wow
0: J.H.I., I mean the arrows are pointing up on that guy.
1: I mean he's going to have to be a top. Like I told you, I went and thought about this. There are not 12 running backs I like in standard, and I'd really have to think hard about PPR more than Marshawn Lynch right now. And that definitely applies for Jaija. Jaija is going to have to be a pretty high
0: first round pick. First round pick, don't you think? Oh, I, if I mean, you're in a league it's... with the trash man, he sure will be. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't. He's certain that's not
1: where he's is Maybe Maybe not. Well, maybe not in PPR In standard, Jay Ajayi is going to have to be in consideration for a late first-round pick.
0: I mean, he's a middle second-round pick right now. You think his ADP will creep up? <laughs> I think so. We'll see. we'll see if it comes home too to roost. Too much smoke for that fire.
1: Another, I, I hate Jay Ajayi. You know, I do too. I thought he was a Reggie Bush the way he's a big player that tried to bounce everything outside like a bush. He didn't play to his... Skillset, but, the, but, but the fact is, at the NFL that,
0: level, he's been very good. And
1: Adam Gaze is a pair of eyes that I really trust. He's a, he's a young head coach that we have immense respect for. And, look, we always say this is a circumstantial thing. The opportunity, he's going to get mega workload. You have to like it for Jay Ajay.
0: Um. Next thing we know, Latavius Murray's going to start being good. and Our no, heads are just going to no, explode.
1: No, no. <laughs> the smoke already coming out. This already <laughs> sounds like a Dalvin Cook is going to. Swindle Latavius Murray coming off of some ankle injury, ankle surgery. Uh, It's right there in the NFC North, another running back. I think we're going to have to start coming. I mean, not come back around. This is a guy we've always loved. We said he was a a big Percy Harvin since the Senior Bowl. I am now coming back to the idea that I'm getting hotter and hotter for Ty Montgomery. Good. He's 220. He's coming in at 220. He can be had for two cheap. He said he didn't understand a single thing about running back concepts in the NFL last year, and everything he did was yes. just strictly on athletic talent and the fact that he'd been a, a running back like in junior high or something, or well, maybe high school. In that offense, here's the thing. I think there's a chance for who, who were the – they drafted the two running backs behind him that we like. It was uh, the one out of Utah,
0: yeah, Jamal was, Lewis, uh, yeah. or Jamal uh, – Jamal, It was Jamal Williams – And it was, uh, let me look at the, let me just pull up the depth chart so I don't get it wrong. Green Bay Packers, NFC North, Jamal Williams, and who was the other one? Oh, uh, UTEP, Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, so two guys we really, really think that Ted Thompson got great value on at the running back position in the draft. And certainly the way that. Green Bay always ends up playing like five running backs in a season. Guys, we fully expect to get action. Dude,
0: they drafted one in the seventh round, too, Devontae Mays from Utah State.
1: And all, Yeah, and guys that we would all consider potentially getting some dynasty or some uh, uh, DFS shares in if they ever get an opportunity with a Montgomery injury or something. But, however, what do we always tell you in redraft is that Watch Nation loves getting off to a fast start and starting from a position of strength. And I just think Ty Montgomery is a guy slated off to get to a mega start in that offense the
0: reason that we always want to start off from a position of strength and redraft is because it happens every year and as part of the map that we take you through as pro members at rosterwatch.com it happens every year between week three and week four losing owners oh and three owners one and two owners they begin to panic they begin selling off their assets at a discount if you are the one who's the three and 0 owner if you're the one who's the two and one owner if you're dealing with the position of strength Coming into those week three and week four trades as losing owners begin to panic, you are going to win those trades. And by winning those trades, we mean you are going to be coming out of those trades with the best player in the trade. And that's just how it works. Yeah, it's a fact of life. Are you buying it's
1: a, it's a roster watch doctrine? One of the originals. Are you buying the Julius Thomas hype coming out of Miami? Nope do you feel haven't,
0: that, haven't even heard it and i'm not buying it do you feel
1: any different about his hype than the Devonte parker hype or is it the exact kind of hype same kind of hype to you
0: maybe it's the same kind of hype as jhi maybe i shouldn't listen to any of this bullshit coming out of miami
1: oh what do you mean you, oh you think that the oh the, the jhi one is the one that i buy i i can't right now i've got to classify the julius thomas hype as complete
0: uh subterfuge and I garbage am, i i want no part of julius thomas i don't care I don't care. I don't want any. Like, how many of these guys can they talk up? Well, here's the thing. I buy the Parker
1: hype more than I buy the Julius Thomas hype. They're
0: going to talk up Kenny Stills. They're going to talk up Devontae Parker. They're going to talk up Jarvis Langer, They're going to talk up Julius. There's too many mouths to feed. What is Parker's ADP right now? Is it lower than Kenny I Stills? It, I think it's 74. Let me see. 74. Yo, oh, yeah. No, Kenny Stills' ADP is 148. Well, I, we still like Stills. Yes.
1: Uh Stefan Diggs, another golden son of Roster Watch Nation, uh coming out and saying, you know, remember that he got off that hot start last year. He was putting up the monsters with Sam Bradford to begin the season. He was a wide receiver one there for a few weeks. This is a player that we love. Uh he says that he had a growing injury in week four last season he was never the same after week three which explains some things but the thing we like about him he's not coming out with any kind of excuses he's coming out and saying that he is he is maturing and learning to be a professional and he realizes it's on him to take care of his body in the off season to prepare it for those rigors so that those type of injuries do not occur uh i mean this is a guy that still had 84 receptions last year yeah, a really good player. I mean, is there – where are we at on Stefan Diggs right now? I don't
0: want to be sleeping on
1: Diggs. I know
0: the trashman's going to like Thielen. Stephon Diggs' current ADP over the last month is 45. I mean, do you like him more than Terrell Pryor based on the latest news? Uh, no, I don't like him more than Pryor. Do you like him more than Julian Edelman?
1: don't think so. So Diggs' ADP is high. 45. It's pretty darn high. That's maybe a little too high. That's something to keep an eye
0: on. That's something to keep an eye on. We love Stephon Diggs. We love to have him. But I'd like to have him in the sixth round, not the fourth. Can I have a request for this podcast? Sure.
1: Man, that stripper from Texas City yesterday. (laughs) She showed me the dopest new rap song, and I think that it's so clean. Which I'd one? love to hear it on this
0: podcast. Well, we'll see if that happens. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get home and get Wi-Fi. This podcast, it, it might be on the next podcast that you get to hear this song. It's called Lifestyle by Rich Homie Quan and Young Thug. Okay. We'll try and put it on. I might have to upload it from here in this goddamn grocery store, though, so no promises. Thanks a lot, man. That's all I got. All right. I'm ready for a ad- lunch beer. Anything ad- else? anything uh we are we gonna when are we gonna do the uh, reviews we're gonna get to them on the next episode
1: yeah let's get to those on the next but it's a good time to mention that gravity is real we announced that there was the 50th review for the maniacal roster watch podcast that hit itunes a couple weeks ago and since then the stellar five-star reviews have been pouring in just a time to get me filthy sick late at night please guys take us all the way to 100
0: please 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 we appreciate it fellas we love all of you guys in roster watch nation we consider you friends you can always get us on twitter at roster watch get a pro membership at rosterwatch.com for byron lambert my name is alex dunlap this is the roster watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com episode 27 we will see you next time
1: to the top of my lifestyle. Oh, nigga, life's right nigga livein' life like a weekend, oh. this is only the Only I'm on the top of the mountain puffin' on clouds and nigga still weekendin'. Still weekendin' that uh, Still streamin' for the other fight. For five. the nigga, for the nigga. I'ma ride for my nigga, hey. Cornvoy, fuckin' on my tie for my nigga, hey. The I ain't gonna feel like you know my nigga say. No way, no way. Nigga couldn't see me if they had a genie. I'ma live my life like Beanie, I'll ride I might wake up once and now, and these bitches can't see me. I'm in a whole nother league. I ain't got A's, but I swear to God, I'm a bleed. Till I DIE. 28 flows up, I feel like I can FLYE. on Top with these BG.